You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys here on today's show. LSU adds a big name to their 2021 recruiting class. We'll tell you who that is and where they come in, moving up the recruiting class rankings. Also, we're going to catch up with former Kentucky Wildcat defensive back Kelvin Joseph as he is preparing for the NFL draft. And Vanderbilt bringing back a former SEC star in wide receiver Earl Bennett. We caught up with Earl not too long ago. We'll hear some of that conversation as he joins the Vanderbilt staff. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump right into it. we got so much to get into. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. All right, over at LSU, they picked up another recruit for the 2021 class, despite signing day having already come and gone. Four-star wide receiver Brian Thomas announced yesterday he has chosen LSU over the likes of Alabama and Texas A&M. Brian Thomas is rated as the nation's number 13 overall wide receiver. And as a result of the signing, LSU jumped Georgia for the number three overall recruiting spot in the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings. With the Thomas signing, Coach O has now landed the top four players from the state of Louisiana in this recruiting cycle. It's the first time they've done that since 2016. And they've not gotten them all. Remember there was that guy, Devontae Smith, one of the top recruits out of Louisiana a few years ago, ended up at Alabama. But big get for uh, LSU and even a little bit of a cherry on the top for Coach O's recruiting class. Over at Florida, they announced they have agreed with Notre Dame to play a home-and-home football series starting in 2031. The Irish are going to host the Gators that year up in South Bend. In 2032, they will meet in the Swamp. I expect Florida's schedule to change in the next decade, but as of now, Florida's non-conference schedule for 2031 is at Texas, home for Arizona State, at Notre Dame, and home for Florida State. That is a brutal four-game non-conference slate. I would fully expect that's uh, probably going to change. I'm sure they'll add a, uh, you know, a non-direction or a directional school in there at some point. Over at South Carolina, head coach Shane Beamer has announced he's completed his coaching staff with the hiring of a new running backs coach in Ontario Hardesty. Hardesty, of course. A uh, running back that played at the University of Tennessee, played in the NFL. Beamer said he brings a great personality and high energy to the program. We're pumped to make that hire. Uh, somebody that I've known of and, and followed his career uh, since he got into coaching. Great player in college. Obviously, that speaks for itself. Uh, was uh, was a player in college when I was here before and, and remember him through the recruiting process and then being a player in college. But what really attracted uh, us to him was was just the kind of person he is and, and then his story. Uh, so many coaches that I talked to when we were doing our research on Ontario, more than one coach or administrator used the word star to describe him. They, they said, Shane, this guy's a future star. Over at Missouri, they picked up a commitment from a defensive back from the NAIA ranks as defensive back Stephen Benson Jr. 
commits to the Tigers. He is a senior coming over from Culver Stockton College in Canton, Missouri. Be honest, have you ever heard of Culver Stockton College? It's unclear if he's going to join as a walk-on or on scholarship, but uh, Culver Stockton College only played four games uh, last year, so Benson, uh, limited sample size of football last year, but he did have nine tackles and interception, and he returned seven kickoffs, one of those for a touchdown. So, Stephen Benson joining the Mizzou Tigers. The uh, SEC, they announced the gymnastics championship for the conference. It's now scheduled to be held in Huntsville, Alabama next month at the Vaughn Braun Center. The event was originally scheduled to be held in New Orleans, but due to COVID concerns, they are moving it. The event is scheduled for March 20th in Huntsville. A lot of good SEC programs on the gymnastics front this year, as they are most years. Former uh, Texas A&M defensive lineman Jeremiah Martin, he has announced he is transferring to the University of Washington. Martin was a four-star recruit in 2018, made 32 career appearances for the Aggies, but California native, he is moving back closer to home. He'll have two seasons to play for the Huskies. Over at Vanderbilt, Coach Clark Lee announced a few more additions to his staff. Commodores are adding offensive line coach A.J. Blazek. Uh, coached at North Dakota State and Rutgers, as well as linebacker coach John Gorogwu. I think that's right. He comes over from the Buffalo Bills. In addition, Vandy added former star wide receiver Earl Bennett as their director of player personnel. More on Earl Bennett a little bit later in the podcast. Kentucky, they are bringing in uh, the son of Scott Paget, a legendary basketball player back in the day at Kentucky, but his son... It's coming in on the gridiron, a 6'4", 290-pound offensive lineman, Lucas Paget. He was All-State in Alabama a couple years ago, finished out his career in New Mexico. But he will join Kentucky as a preferred walk-on. They didn't play high school ball in New Mexico this past year, so missed a little bit of action. So maybe the recruiting rankings kind of dropped them a little bit, but it's a nice get. Uh, expects to be an interior offensive lineman for Coach Mark Stoops and the Wildcats. And speaking of the Kentucky Wildcats, when we return, we are going to catch up with a former Kentucky DB. Just finished his career at Kentucky, leaving a little bit early. Kelvin Joseph is going to join us up next. He is a uh, big-time defensive back heading into this year's draft. We'll talk about his draft preparation and much more. Stay there. We tell you guys all the time, Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors. They got a new one coming out very soon. You want to check them out at BuiltBar.com. I tell you, cookies and cream has been my favorite, but I've tried a bunch of them. The coconut almond, the German chocolate, peanut butter, they are all awesome and good. 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. None of that chalky aftertaste you get with some of those protein bars out there. Built Bars are great if you're health conscious, looking to lose or maintain weight, or you just want a delicious treat. That's better for you than potato chips in the afternoon. Go check them out at BuiltBar.com. If you get the cookies and cream like I, I do, 17 grams of protein in one bar, only 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net, net carbs. So much better for you than some of the other junk that is out there. Check them out, and if you can't find a flavor that you like, well, why not try the variety pack? You can try a number of different ones, find out which one is your favorite, and you can find that right at BuiltBar.com. And when you go to uh, BuiltBar.com and you find what you want before you hit that 
checkout button. Make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. 20% off with LOCKEDON. Hey, we're covering you everything you need to know about the SEC, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today, hosted by Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the last couple weeks and next couple weeks, we're going to be catching up with guys who uh, played in the SEC this year that are taking their talents to the next level, preparing for the NFL draft. And today, happy to catch up with a guy who's a former Kentucky Wildcat, former defensive back at Kentucky, finished second in the SEC in interceptions, eighth in the nation. He's now preparing for the NFL draft. He is Kelvin Joseph, and he joins us now. Kelvin, what's going on, man? I'm doing good. Good, man. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. It's good to talk with you. I know you've had a long day of workouts, and you're pushing your body to the limit trying to get ready for the uh, for the next level. I want to go back uh, a little bit, Kelvin. I know you were a four-star DB coming out of high school back in 2018. You're from Louisiana. You start your career at LSU. You played a lot of games as a freshman. What was your experience like at LSU that freshman year? It was just all about learning, get, getting adjusted to the speed of the game, bettering my technique, career. And you ended up, uh, you guys had a big home win that year over uh, number two ranked Georgia. I know you made a big play in, in that game. Was that when you kind of said, all right, th- this game isn't too big for me. I could, I could play no matter if I'm a freshman or, or a senior. Yeah, that, like the first couple games, my first game for real, it was a big game. So, like, going into the season, I knew I was going to have to play a big role as a, as a young player. It was just a challenge to myself. That uh, that season ends. You end up uh, deciding to to transfer to Kentucky, and of course, you had to sit out 2019 with the the NCAA transfer rules. Was it a little bittersweet watching LSU go on to win the national championship that year, or were you just happy for a lot of those guys? Obviously, uh, guys you were very close with. Yeah, it was. I was kind of happy for real because I already knew what kind of team we was in the spring, how we were competing in practice. So I was pretty much happy for. Everybody, I wasn't, I didn't feel no type of way. What was it like? I'm sure you, uh, on the practice field, you got to go up against uh, Joe Burrow. What was that like? Going against Joe every day, it was just, it was just like an opportunity to get better going, playing with a better quarterback because he was putting the ball on the money, giving me a good look as an NFL quarterback. Like, did you see then, like going up against him in practice? Did you did you go, oh man, this guy's gonna be the number one pick in the draft one day? Uh, I ain't, like going against him. Yeah, like I knew he'll be a first round pick. Talking with uh, Kelvin Joseph, uh, former defensive back at Kentucky, get ready for the uh, the NFL. So you get to Kentucky. You're a football guy. Obviously, you want to play. How how hard was that having to sit out a whole year and and watch the action from the sideline? I just took that year sitting out as a learning experience, like getting familiar with with players, getting familiar with my team, building a better bond with my family, just getting better all around Kelvin Joseph, and then going into to the next season. I knew what I was, what I had on my mind. I knew what the goal was, so that's why I balled out every game and corrected. 
every mistake, went to the drawing board with my coaches and got back to the next game and made plays again. Are you a big film guy? Do you watch uh, guys' tendencies and things like that when you break down film? Yes, sir. I take like one two hours every day of the week. So that's like 10 hours at the end of the week going to the game and just extra film on top of practice film with the coaches and teammates. So, Kelvin, this past season, you're a redshirt sophomore for the Wildcats, but your third year in college, you end up earning that starting cornerback spot on uh, for Coach Mark Stoops and his defense. How tough was it going with everything going on, man? You got COVID, you got we're going through the whole quarantining and everything. Spring ball gets canceled early. Did you know you were going to be a starter? And I mean, obviously, you had a little bit less time to kind of prove yourself, right? I just had a lot of confidence in myself, knowing that I was the best DB for real. So I knew I was going to start. I knew I was going to be on the field. Yeah, and you end up getting out there and 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 had a really big year. I want to go through it just a little bit. You, a stuff, a tough start for you guys. Uh, you lose a hard fought game in that opener against Auburn. Definitely one you guys sh- you know could have had. And then the next week you lose by one in overtime versus Ole Miss. But those next two games, man, Mississippi State and then at Tennessee, that's when we got to see what this Kentucky defense could really do. Uh, how fun was it going into those games? I think you guys had six interceptions against the Bulldogs, three against Tennessee. You had a pick a pick in each of them, including the pick six against Tennessee. Uh, how are you guys able to turn it on those two games? The defense really stepped up. We just challenged ourselves every game. Like, for real, we wanted to make history. So everybody – had one goal at the end of the day. Catch picks, get turnovers, a, a defense, and be the number one defense at the end of the season. Is that one of those things so, where, like, the first guy gets a pick, the next guy gets a pick, and it's just like y'all start feeding off of one, like the momentum kind of carries around on that defense, and y'all start feeding off of each other's energy? Yeah, like we lead by example. So if that's the example, go catch a pick and get a turnover. That's what we doing. <laughs> <laughs> Was that your first uh, pick six ever? I'm sure you had one in, co- in uh, high school, right? Yeah, I had a couple in high school, but that was my first college. Hey, you guys were. That, that secondary was playing lights out those two weeks. Uh, you had another pick in the uh, the Georgia game. You hold those guys at just 14 points. Y'all lose the game, but did that feel like one you guys really could have had because the defense played so well that game? Yeah, I feel like it the offensive momentum and, 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 the, and just the whole team – let me not say the offensive moment. I'm going to say just the whole team all around could have made more plays. Then it, it could have turned out better. But I feel like our defense, we we stepped up to the challenge, but we could have made more plays on our end too. So. Talking with uh, Kelvin Joseph, uh, despite all the good, you got to take the bad as well. That that Alabama game, man, was that a game where it just felt like anything that could go wrong did? It's like, man, one bad thing, the next bad thing, and suddenly before you know it, it's almost like an avalanche. Is that kind of how that one felt? Nah, it was just a game we got to get better from. The, the, the one positive in that game, you did have a pick on, on Mac Jones. He's a guy who's uh, taking his talents to the next level, and uh, obviously that's a great uh, – Great thing for you to put on film, a guy who's going into this tra- draft class that you uh, had an interception on. Thought on Devontae Smith, where would you – obviously, look, he was the Heisman Trophy winner this year, but did you see – like, seeing him on the field, were you like, okay, that guy is the real deal? Yeah, going against him, mate, I just do going against, going in the game. He was going to be good players on facing, so 
I pretty much knew they was going to make plays. It was just on me to make mine. Yeah, I know a lot of people. Uh, it's, it's look, he, he was tough for anybody this year to stop, and obviously they went on to to win the national championship. Uh, the season rounded out. You opted out of the last game against uh, South Carolina. What made you decide then? Okay, look, I I think I've done enough. It's time to start preparing for the NFL draft now. Just sitting down with my family and coaches. That I felt we came to the decision that that was the best decision for me. And then. Uh, Gotcha. Kelvin Joseph here with us. I, I know not just football is, is the most important thing in your life. You've got interests in other things. Music is a, is a thing that's big in your life. What do you got going on uh, music-wise right now? Most important, my family and God. Music is something I do in spare time. Keep my fans happy. Something I do to express myself. But football my main focus right now. I ain't really been doing music. <laughs> What uh, what are the, some of the things you're working on right now to get ready for the draft? Because, I mean, I know you got the invite to the NFL Combine, but it looks like everything's going to be virtual this year, and obviously the pro day will be a big thing. What uh, what are you working on right now, kind of day by day, getting ready for the draft? Yeah, I'm just working on my footwork, my speed, getting faster, my hips getting fluid. So ready to run this 4-3 at pro day. So the 4-3, that's the goal? Yeah, that's what I'm shooting for. <laughs> I love it. What are um? Do you do you read any of the things that scouts are saying out there? What round you might get drafted in, or do you try to stay away from all that kind of stuff? I mean, everybody said, but I, I don't, I'm not really too much focused on it right now. I'm just grinding, just putting in work every day so I can make make it, like get in there. Yeah, it, it used to be you could just block those things out, but man, with social media and Twitter and all this, it's it's hard not to see some of those things sometimes because people are tagging you in certain things and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm with you, man. You got to focus on on the task at hand and take care of what you got to do. From people that you've talked to, where do you think teams see you playing at the next level? Are you they see you as an outside corner, an inside guy, or where do you see yourself playing at the next level? I feel like I can play safety cornerback, linebacker. <laughs> I'm all around defensive player. Anyway, they won't put me on the field too young. And your size, your size too. I mean, you're you're a big guy too. So I mean, you could uh, obviously. I, I think a lot of teams would love to have you as an outside corner because those guys are so hard to find nowadays. And uh, obviously, you played it at a high level this year in college. Is that a place where you'd feel comfortable? It's hard to be a man to man cornerback like Kelvin Joseph. <laughs> Well, I love it, Kelvin. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the best man-to-man cornerback you're going to see. <laughs> I love it, man. you got to have that confidence if you're taking your game to the next level. Did you uh, did you watch the Super Bowl the other night? What did you think of that? Yeah, I, I like I like, I like that. I like how Tom Brady and them, they made a lot of plays. Leonard Fournette, Devin White for sure. Yeah, Tom good. Matthews still did his thing, even though they <laughs> lost and Clyde. I was going to say, man, yeah, it was almost – it was like an LSU showcase of players in the Super Bowl with all the former Tigers that were out there. Uh, obviously, you played with those guys. When you saw those guys obviously going through your t- your time at LSU, Devin White I know was was a guy who really rose as a leader at that linebacker spot. But uh, how excited were you for or happy for him to see him uh, win a Super Bowl in just his second year in the league? Oh, yeah, I was in the smiles for that. They're like my big brother for real. Mentor that showed me the ropes while I was freshman in college, led us the right way. So I'm always 
be right on his side for sure. Like they paving the way for us, leading us the right way, setting the example, setting the bar high. Well, I love it, Calvin. It's uh, it's been great catching up with you, man. We wish you the uh, the best of luck coming up in the draft. Hope to hear your name called very early and uh, get after it, man. We'll be looking for that four three time, okay? Yes, sir. <laughs> there he is. That's Calvin Joseph, a former Kentucky defensive back. Of course, uh, finished second in the SEC in interceptions this year, eighth in the nation, and now he's uh, getting ready for the NFL draft. When we return more here on Locked On SEC. A bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over now, but we still got the NBA in the thick of it. College basketball starting to wind down as we count down to March Madness. NHL is in full swing, and bet online is even has you covered for things not sports-related. They got award shows, TV shows, reality TV, all of that is on there. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline has you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. We've got some SEC basketball games tonight. You can get in on the action and the best place to do that, head on over to the website and use your mobile device, whatever you have. Sign up today and get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Hey, betting on the SEC does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. We mentioned a little bit earlier on around the conference, but real excited for a, a buddy of mine, Earl Bennett, former star in the SEC wide receiver at Vanderbilt. He is now joining the Vanderbilt staff, Clark Lee, the uh, new head coach coming over there. And Clark Lee was on with uh, Paul Feinbaum this week and talked about adding Earl Bennett to his staff. The final guys, Earl Bennett just joined us as director of player development. And Earl um, had a special career. Again, a guy that played three years, that goes for six years in the NFL, that comes back and finishes his undergraduate degree because it's valuable that gets a master's degree here following that up, and now he's finishing a doctorate at the University mm-hmm. of Houston. He's doing that remotely. I mean, surrounding these kids with, with guys that walk these spaces, that filled it with excellence, and that will inspire the next wave and the next movement towards success in this program, I think, is critical for, for our program. Not too long ago, I was able to sit down with my buddy uh, Earl Bennett and catch up and kind of share some memories of his time in college when he played at Vanderbilt and uh, some thoughts on his years at the SEC. Just wanted to play for you guys a little bit. Here was my conversation with a uh, new member of the Vanderbilt staff, Earl Bennett. And nobody better than uh, Earl Bennett, uh, former wide receiver for Vanderbilt, played for the Chicago Bears for many years. What's going on, man? Not much. How you doing? I'm good. Um, you know, you and I were in college around the same time, and so I love to I, – I love – I would I talk to Matt Flynn and Jacob Hester every now and then. Yeah. love to look back on those kind of really good – I call them the glory years of the SEC because SEC, that's when the tide started to ch- turn. LSU won the championship in 03-04, and then the SEC started to go on that run where yeah. it was Florida, Florida. and, you know, Alabama starts coming up when Saban gets there. I mean, it's, 
and, and then they go on this about 10, 12 year just dominance yeah. <laughs> of college football. Yeah. Um, talk about your time at Vanderbilt. I mean, v- Vandy was always, oh, that's just the smart school. They, you yeah. know, they're in the SEC to help raise our GPA, <laughs> is yeah. what some people say. But with you and Jay Cutler there, that's when Vandy really started. Okay, these guys, these guys are for real. They play some football. Yeah, for the longest, the narrative was that Vanderbilt is the doormat of the SEC. <laughs> right. And once I got there, you know, with playing with Jay Cutler, things began to change. Uh, we began to form a chemistry as a team. Mm-hmm. And I think the culture began to shift. And we started winning games. We didn't go to a bowl game while I was there, but you can tell that each and every week that it was very competitive and guys just never knew what to expect from us. And they ended up going to a bowl game the year after I left, but we kind of set the tone for those guys and kind of changed the culture a little bit. And you, I mean, you were made every freaking list in the world while you were playing their first team (laughs) all SEC. Um, I mean, it was like you and you and Jay, where did y'all develop that chemistry? Was it just practice every day and just staying after and working on that? Yeah, it's funny because my freshman year, I actually went up to campus a little bit early. I got there around, I want to say the end of May, early June, and some of the guys were having 707, some passing camps. And so I went out there, I started catching, and immediately I noticed how strong Jay Arm was. He was, like, ripping the ball. I didn't <laughs> wear gloves. My hands started bleeding a little bit, and I was like, you know what? I think I need to get some gloves. And so – I never forget we were in practice and he threw me a fade route on like maybe the 10-yard line and it was a perfect throw back of the end zone. I caught it and everybody was just like, all right, we got something special going on here. (laughs) And we just began to create their report. We started working hard and in practice we had two or three guys go down during the season and I became the number one all of a sudden. Eric Davis went down, Marlon White went down and guys were looking at me and Cutler looked at me and said, let's go. And it was time to go, and we went to work. That's awesome. And then you guys carried that to the next level, right? He ends yeah. up with the Chicago Bears. You end up there, and, yeah. hey, let's take this chemistry to the next level. Yeah, so I got drafted by the Bears, and uh, I would say the, my second year, I was back at Vanderbilt finishing up my undergrad, and I get a call from him. I'm in class, and I'm like, ah, this is this is awkward. You know, he don't <laughs> – Jay's not the guy that's going to call you very often, right? right. He, he's not just going to pick up the phone and say, hey, bud, what are you doing? You know, I <laughs> uh, just called a check up on you. Like, that's not what he's going to do. But he called me, and I stepped out of class, and I took the phone phone call and he was like hey man I just been traded to Chicago uh where are you I'm headed to the city now and I was like well I'm in Nashville right now I don't think I'll meet you in Chicago until like next week sometime right he was like oh man you know that's you suck or whatever but yeah once he got traded to the Bears uh, immediately I kind of knew you know we already had that chemistry we just needed to you know, rekindle that flame a little bit, and mm. we started to do that. That's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, for, I completely forgot. Yeah, he gets traded to the Bears, and then you come you come over there. Was it? Uh, I mean, Nashville can get cold, but it had to be a little bit different going to Chicago with that wind coming off the lake right there. Oh yeah, that wind is pretty bad, <laughs> and a lot of people don't really understand that Soldier Field literally sits on the lake. Right. Uh, I mean, it's right. It, there's a street that you know in between it, but it literally sits on the lake and. That breeze, man, when they get December, January, a lot of guys don't want to play up there. I can recall playing against the Cowboys and uh, what's the cornerback name? Uh, I can't think of his name. But, oh, Orlando Skandrick. He goes, you know what? We ready to go, man. It's too cold out here. (laughs) They were basically like, you guys can have this game. It's over with. Uh, We just trying to get out of here. So, yeah, it it was – Whenever a team goes and plays Chicago in December, January is always tough. That's crazy. You uh, you were a Vanderbilt or a, a, a Birmingham kid. How'd you end up at Vanderbilt? Um, Alabama didn't offer me. Wow. Auburn didn't offer me. I did have an offer from the University of Alabama, Birmingham, but I didn't want to stay too close to home. 
I knew that I wanted a great education, so it was between Notre Dame and Vandy. And so LSU didn't get in on you. Yeah, Nick, no, Nick L- LSU didn't didn't give me a call at the time. Come on, unfortunately. But What's that Saban guy doing over yeah, there? Yeah, they probably would have wanted me to play defensive back, just like Notre Dame. <laughs> so I probably wouldn't end up going either way. No, that's what Notre Dame told you. They yeah, Notre Dame. You? Yeah, Charlie wow. Weiss called me. and He goes, "Son, what are you doing?" I was like, "Uh, I'm in class." And he goes. You supposed to be. I was supposed to be on a flight headed to Notre Dame, but during the entire conference call uh, with him and some of the other coaches, they just kept saying, "You know, we think you'll be a great safety. We think you'll be a great nickel <laughs> guy, and you know, we we could just plug you in. You're a playmaker." And I was like, "Coach, with all due respect, I want to play wide receiver." And he was just like, "You know what? No." You're going to be a great safety. <laughs> you love that when coaches right. tell you what you look No, I know what I want to do. He goes, just he goes, just listen to me, all right? I've been doing this a long time. He goes, just come to Notre Dame. We're going to make you a safety. You'll play in the NFL someday. And I go, Coach, with all due respect, thank you, but no thank you. I'm going to go to Vanderbilt. And a lot of people were shocked about my decision because I could have went to Ole Miss. I could have went to Kentucky. And they were like, Vanderbilt, what? What are you doing, son? <laughs> it was so bad. My high school coach didn't even show up for signing day. Wow. Like, yeah, there were so many people that was, you know, mad at me because of my decision. But it worked out. We're talking with uh, Earl Bennett here, former uh, Vanderbilt wide receiver, NFL wide receiver. Set the SEC record for career receptions with 236. Now, has that been broken since? Yes, Jordan Matthews uh, broke it. Freaking so, Jordan Matthews. So, Come as on. long as a Vandy guy breaks yeah, it, I'm okay. True. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how much do you get back to campus? Uh, I get back to campus probably three to four times a year. Okay. Yeah, just to get back and see some of the. Uh, it was James Franklin faces. years now. He had he had. Oh yeah, he had there. a rocking. Yeah, yeah, James Franklin, and then he left went to Penn State. But I think if they get the right offensive coordinator in there, then they'll be trending upwards. What uh, what is Earl Bennett doing now? Are you uh, still involved with football? What's uh, what's life like for you now? Yeah, life right now is me. I just got into the media, so it's pretty interesting. I've been doing WGN. I did that pregame show for nice. the Bash this year. I did uh, some radio for WGN. I did some TV for Fox post game show. Earl Bennett, dude, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really man, appreciate thank you. it. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we'll see you hopefully uh, SEC Media Days. Yes, sir. All right, man. All right. All right, that is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. My thanks to uh, Kelvin Joseph for joining us to talk all about his preparation for the NFL draft. Of course, uh, again, shout out to my buddy Earl Bennett getting a job over at Vanderbilt now, joining Clark Lee's staff. Excited for him. Appreciate all you guys for listening and subscribing to Locked on SEC. We'll be back tomorrow. Plenty of stuff to talk about. We'll recap all the SEC hoops action from tonight and continue to delve into the SEC offseason of football. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow here on Locked on SEC.